Welcome inside the Hill City Highlights podcast, a podcast about the people of Lynchburg for the people of Lynchburg. Now, here's your host, Alan York. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Hill City Highlights podcast. My name is Alan York, and today it's our pleasure to say hello to uh, most of the people that listen to our podcast uh, will know Megan Lucas from the Lynchburg uh, Business Alliance. And uh, Megan, uh, good morning to you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, it's a Liberty game day for us here on the mountain, so we're excited about that. Uh, but uh, also excited to uh, say hello to you. And uh, we'll kind of just start from the beginning, Mega. Megan, tell uh, our listeners uh, where you're from, where you grew up, and then uh, we'll kind of go from there. Well, good morning, Alan. Thanks so much for for inviting me on. I'm I'm excited to to chat with you, and of course, I've always been a big fan of yours. So it, it's an exciting day for me. Thank and you're you. right; it is game day. Uh, Liberty's going to win, and we're going to keep on winning. I'm so excited. I love Liberty uh, athletics and football, especially. Um, but Megan Lucas. So I was uh, born and raised on a Black Angus cattle ranch in Mexico, Missouri. I have three older brothers. Uh, my parents but are from Pittsburgh, born and raised in Pittsburgh. My three older brothers were born in Pittsburgh. Mm. My father worked for U.S. Steel. U.S. Steel branched off into fire brick, and they sent him to Mexico, Missouri, to build a fire brick plant. And a fire brick is the bricks that with uh, that stand up to the the heat put off by fire. So fire brick. And when he finished building that plant, they uh, asked him to stay in Mexico, Missouri and be a part of the management team. And so he bought uh, bought a, a cattle farm and then uh, they had me. And so I was the, the one child that was born or raised in, in Mexico, Missouri, where my brothers are born in Pittsburgh. But from there, I um, I spent all my summers and most of my summers in Pittsburgh until I was old enough to work the farm. And then uh, it was uh, a country girl can survive through and through. I um I graduated. I went to Col- I went to a small college in Canton, Missouri, called Culver Stockton College. Culver Stockton is across the river from Quincy, Illinois. It's at Culver where I met my husband Tori, who I believe is the greatest law professor that ever lived. And of course, he is a, a law uh, law professor there at Liberty Liberty University uh, Law School. And uh, he and I met in undergrad. I I'm a year older. I thought if I married a younger man, I could train him. By the way, that, that's not a good strategy, uh, 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 although he's perfect in many ways. But uh, so I went off to grad. I graduated uh, um, in 1987 from undergrad with a with a BS in English. And like a lot of college students, you see it in your world. We have these ideas of we're going to get this degree that has no value, at least for me. I had an English degree. I wasn't an English teacher. I wasn't I wasn't communications and journalism. I had an English degree. So I knew I had to go on to graduate school. So I went to the University of Memphis and got my master's in college administration. I wanted to be a college president. Mm. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. So I got my master's in higher ed with an emphasis in counseling and student personnel. And I worked in higher ed um, for a couple of years. Tori left after undergrad. Tori went to Creighton Law School. Um, And then in 95, Tori and I got married. He practiced privately for a couple of years. Uh, and then he came home one day and said, I think I'd like to join the Air Force. And I was like, well, giddy up, let's go. So off to the Air Force we went. And our first assignment was Montgomery, was Montgomery Alabama, where I ran a tourist attraction called Jasmine Hill Garden and Outdoor Museum and had a fabulous time in, in, in Alabama and Montgomery. From there, we went to Tullahoma, Tennessee, Tullahoma, 
um, it has an Air Force base there. My husband was a JAG officer, Air Force judge advocate. And it was in Tullahoma, Tennessee. Tullahoma is about populate the time, population 20,000. And I couldn't find a job. I was uh, Arnold Air Force Base in Tullahoma, Tennessee is, is, is the Air Force's engineering and development center. So literally everybody in town was a rocket scientist. So you're either a rocket scientist or you were in the service sector. I couldn't get a job at Walmart. Walmart said I was overqualified. So after, you know, four months of laying on the couch, eating, you know, Hershey's kisses and feeling sorry for myself, I called around to the area chambers of commerce and I said, I, I got it. I'm a trailing spouse. I need something to do. Do you have a need? And one of the nearby chambers said, yeah, we could use you. And so I volunteered for a local chamber for four months when the Tullahoma Chamber of Commerce had a shift. And I convinced them I had the skill sets to do the job. And the, that was the start of my my history in chamber and economic development. And I've been doing it now for about 25 years. From Tennessee, I know I'm, I'm one breath. From Tennessee, we went to Nebraska, where I ran the Bellevue Chamber of Commerce in Nebraska, and then from Nebraska to here. Going by Megan Lucas with the Lynchburg uh, Business Alliance, a uh, lot to kind of dive into there. I do want to go back to growing up yeah. and you mentioned farming yeah. and hard work. What what was on the farm? What did you do? And, you know, farmers sure. that I've talked to, you know, they have that um, instilled work ethic and they well, learned it out. by that. Is that, would you say those are some of the byproducts of growing up uh, for you? Absolutely. Megan? Absolutely. You know, a couple things. Um, it was a black Angus cattle farm. It was not crops. So a lot of, you know, but we grew alfalfa, a lot of alfalfa and hay for the cattle. So summers were, were always filled with summers were filled with, uh, we had a huge garden. So we grew, every, we grew everything we ate. So we had a huge garden. So summertime was gardens, so planting, weeding, watering, picking, growing. Uh, summers were mowing, raking, baling, hauling hay. Um, there was time in there for a good, fun pond time or lake time, getting out and swimming in the swimming hall. And uh, but we lived on a on a on a, on a cattle ranch in central Missouri, um, near Columbia, Missouri, Mexico, Missouri area. Uh, we were 13 miles from the nearest town, so I didn't get to go to the pool with my friends every day. Uh, or I didn't even, you know, the closest neighbor was a mile and a half away. So summers were, um, and were and the farm was all about the, the, the cattle. It was all about the operation. Um, the cattle ate before you ate the, in the, in the winter and the, in the fall months, you got up in the morning and you had to grain and feed the cattle. You had to haul hay in the summer and you had to feed hay in the winter. So without a doubt, the work ethic that I have today is a, it is the result of being born and raised on that cattle ranch. Of course, I have three older brothers, and so this might surprise you and your listeners, but the attitude of I can do anything you can do only better absolutely ran through me as, as a child. And, and there were things that I did that I did because my brothers did them. And some of those things I was successful at and some of those things I wasn't successful at. But um, I wouldn't change, you know, when you're raised in that environment and you know your friends are all having fun at the pool, right? You think, oh, you know, I live in the country. But when you reflect back on it and, and I look at the person that I am today, the compassion, the empathy, the work ethic that I have, um, it's all because I was raised um, in, in that family, in my family, in that location at that time. 
you know, you, it's got to get done. And, um, you know, you just, you, and, and, and that's just it, get it done. And if I want to have dinner, the, the, the dogs, the cats, the cattle all have to eat before I do. Um, and that's in the Midwest has some pretty harsh winters. So that was fun too. You could call it irony, Megan, or, um, a, a blessing that it seems like now fast forward to what you're doing here in Lynchburg, um, with, the, the the blue collar type of mentality yeah. of this community. Um, I would say a lot of the things that you went through growing up, you still see and are able to relate, I think, to a lot of people that you work with here today. Would you, would you, would you agree with that? Or is there any yeah, no, similar? So that? I think that, you know, uh, and we can have the, the whole discussion about gener- different generations and how we, we handle work and our work ethics. And we we're always having this conversation. The generation before me thought we were lazy. Right. And, and my generation thinks the generation behind us isn't getting it done. But um, the reality is, yeah, the work ethic that I have absolutely translates into the job I'm doing today. And quite frankly, working on the farm along with other, you know, I waitressed in high school to, to raise money. Um, I It's being able to multitask and multitask in a way that gets things accomplished and completed, not multitask in the form of just always moving rocks and not completing everything. It's got to get done, period. Um, and uh, whether you're getting it done at five in the morning or midnight, it's got to get done. And um, so it does, I think that that work ethic, those lessons I learned from my my parents, my brothers uh, are definitely the reason that I think I enjoy some of the successes I've had in my career so far. Megan, you mentioned a couple of minutes ago um, when you got out of grad school, you know, you were, you know, hopping around the country with your husband um, and a tip of the cap to him for his service to our country. And you, you knocked on doors. Yeah. And I think it's a good lesson uh, for anybody, uh, given today with the with the climate that we're in, um, with regardless of who's in in the office of the mm-hmm. presidency, regardless of what affiliation uh, you fall on, Democrat or Republican, knock on doors, yeah. and it's a good lesson to to those whoever's listening that you never know. The only no guarantee is that if you don't do something, that's you right. Know, you just never know. So I think that it's a good lesson. Uh, for you when you got into public service um, that you just never know who you'll call on that might need your service that day. And I think, you know, there's that old adage, um, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Right. Yeah. And so when we were living in Tennessee, I could have stayed on that couch and just been like, woe is me, but nobody knew I was there. (laughs) Nobody, I mean, a few people knew, but nobody knew. Right. So you have to, if it's meant, you know, if it's, it's up to me. And so making those phone calls and saying, hey, you know, I called three chambers. I'm a trailing spouse. I need something to do. Can you use a volunteer? And it was that third chamber that said, can you be here at one? And incidentally, I'm going to tell you a football story about that meeting. Okay. So Franklin County, Tennessee is in Winchester, Tennessee, or Winchester, Tennessee is in Franklin County. And um, the Franklin, uh, the Winchester chamber was like, can you come down and, and be here at one? And I said, sure. So I go and uh, I, I meet the director and she's like, thanks for coming to visit, coming in to help. We're going to have a meeting uh, and then we're going to get going on. It was a workforce issue that they needed help with at the time. And so I go into this. It's a Winchester, Tennessee is a small town. I go into this. This She says, just grab a seat in, that, in the conference room. So I go into this conference room and there's the man in there. I don't know. Him. I've never, you know, I'm, I'm new here. Right. But I am a graduate of University of Memphis at the, you know, remember that. So there's this man in the room and I sit down near him and I said, hi, 
I'm Megan Lucas. He said, well, hi, Megan. How are you today? I said, I'm fine. I said, and, and who are you? He said, well, I'm Phil Fulmer. And I said, well, what do you do, Phil? <laughs> it's like, wow, well, I'm kind of big yeah. around and, here. And, and, and you heard everybody in the outer office just drop everything they had in their hand, right? Right. Um, but it was so funny and and, and certainly a, a delightful individual. But yeah, yeah. Who, oh, and you, what do you do, Phil? Uh, I coach football. <laughs> <laughs> For so, the, uh, the, the university in this yeah, state. Yeah, the university of Tennessee. Right. So uh, I, my wife is a uh, Tennessee grad with grad school. So oh, she yeah. was there when Philip Fulmer was coaching yeah, uh, yeah. the volunteers. Uh, yeah. That's a really – uh, great story. Um, and we're joined by Megan Lucas with the uh, Lynchburg uh, Business Alliance. All right. How, how did you and your husband end up in this area, Megan? Sure. Well, my husband, Tori, uh, was teaching at the University of Nebraska School of Law. And at the time, Liberty's Law School was really, I think about, I think might have been 15 years old. And Liberty uh, reached out to him and said, hey, we are trying to deepen the bench at our law school. We are young, growing law school would you would you consider us? And he said, yeah, I'd like to know more. And so uh, he uh, interviewed with Liberty, met with the law, uh, other law faculty and was really, um, really excited about the possibility to be a part of a, of a young and growing law school because law schools don't start every day. Right. When you look at Harvard and Yale or Notre Dame or all these other schools that have these long standing law schools, you don't it it, 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 it takes a lot to start a law school. And so he was excited about the opportunity to be really a part of a young, growing law school. And so he, uh, we chatted about it and he uh, decided that, yeah, this was the place for him. So he came out, uh, accepted the job at the law school, came out a year ahead of me. It took me a year to button up my job in the house in Nebraska. And mm -hmm. then I came out here and you'll love it. I came out here. I was laying on the couch eating Hershey's Kisses, right? I was tired from the job in Nebraska. I needed some time off. When I got a call from Alta Vista and Alta Vista said, hey, we just finished our an economic development strategy and the top of the matrix is to hire a certified economic developer. And we hear you're laying on the couch watching Grey's Anatomy. So I certainly had been ratted out by the networking I had started to do. And 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 I, uh, I spent 18 months in Alta Vista st standing up their Department of Economic Development. Um, and at that time, Region 2000, which was the regional economic development group here in, in the Lynchburg region, had collapsed and was going through a change. Um, and so they did a national search and they hired me to put the regional economic development group back together and to merge it with the regional chamber. So today we're the only organization in Virginia that's combined regional chamber and regional economic development group. That was going to be one of my next questions. What's the difference between a chamber of commerce and what the business alliance does sure. and what you're telling me it, it's a collaborative effort, yeah, right? Exactly. So throughout the Midwest and really throughout a lot of the country, chambers of commerce and economic development organizations are one organization at the core. What we focus on is commerce. Uh, and so we don't call ourselves the Lynchburg regional chamber of commerce. We call ourselves the regional business alliance, <laughs> the region's chamber of commerce and economic development group. And so we are, we do all things that uh, that a Chamber of Commerce does. We are a Chamber of Commerce and we are an economic development agency uh, organization. And really it's about growing and sustaining business industry that call this region home or that wants to call this region home. So we uh, we have sort of two hands, you know, two hands. One hand is working on the, the, the local economy, helping it grow and be successful. So whether it's muffins to manufacturing, we're engaged in helping those businesses be successful. And that includes workforce, advocacy, job training, professional development, marketing, um, and so forth. 
Then there's the other piece of it, which is bringing new industry into the region. And that's the economic development piece where we go out into the world and say to businesses and industry, we're talking about uh, primary jobs, manufacturing. Uh, and so I'll go out into the into the world and, and travel around the country and meeting with us uh, with uh, corporations and site consultants who have clients who are trying to grow their companies to the eastern seaboard. And and I talk to them about what amazing place this uh, the Lynchburg region is, you know, our, our thriving urban core with our dynamic rural ring. We've got so much great going on here. And so at the Re Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance, it's about growing and sustaining what calls us home and then bringing more in. Go my Megan Lucas with the Lynchburg Business Alliance. Uh, so en enlightening and uh, in-depth conversation we're having here, Megan, as we kind of dive in. Uh, to your day to day, and I'm at your website right now for fans that need to, or I always say fans. I don't know. Everybody's <laughs> just, a fan. Maybe everybody's a fan. Yeah. Uh, but our listeners, if you go to LynchburgRegion.org, you can find a, a plethora of information. And right now, I'm just looking at the new members you have here. I know ribbon cuttings are fun for your group yeah. to go to, Megan. And there was one I think yesterday at our taping uh, here today on uh, October 17th. County Sunrise, uh, yeah. Ken Hess, his, his new location. Yeah, uh, he's got County amazing. Smoke out on Timberlake. How did that uh, event go? I know he had some soft openings, but they're open for business right now. Yeah, they're open for business. The ribbon cutting was at 7 a.m. this morning. Okay. Um, I was not able to be there. I had a conflict, but I understand from uh, one of our ambassadors and one of your friends, Robert Goodman, who ran the ribbon cutting, that it was a wonderful breakfast. The food was fantastic. Uh, and, you know, County Smoke, everything they do is 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 really good. And so we're excited for that new uh, restaurant to open up and, and excited for their success. But remember, when you talk, when people say, you know, what does the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance do? We are about all things commerce. Whether you're starting a business, whether you're, you've, you're uh, buying a business, whether you're growing a business or you're selling a business or you're succession planning, we're engaged in all things commerce and what impacts commerce. So advocacy, legislation, uh, 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 legislation, uh, regulations, everything that impacts somebody's ability to do business. Um, and uh, and you think about when you think about our region, we have we have two big sectors: higher education and manufacturing. Higher education, government, uh, and in government definitely uh, puts regulations in place to impact the opportunity for our colleges and universities to be successful. So we work in the we work in all sorts of spaces, but really, it's about commerce. It's about someone's ability to grow and sustain a business in this region. And what do they need to be successful at that? And the Alliance helps them from everything from, from training to counseling, to advising, to, uh, to connecting them to gap financing. Uh, um, and, and, and advocacy. So there's a whole lot that goes into it. And we've got a great team here at the business Alliance that manages and works on all sorts of projects. Megan, I'm looking at your website again at uh, lynchburgregion.org, and there's a section on there that says new members. Yeah. And uh, Bobcat of Lynchburg, Absolute Storage of Lynchburg, Super Clean, Laundromat, and Car Wash. When it says new members, what, what does that mean for these businesses and how if a business is up and going and they want more information to become a member, what does being a member mean of the sure. business alliance? Sure. Well, it's just like uh, we are, we, uh, a chamber of commerce is an association of, of, of you name it, right. There's 
you, you, there's association for everything these days, right. but quite frankly, uh, and truly the chamber of commerce is the oldest association in the world. And so we, uh, somebody, a business joins the Lynchburg regional business Alliance to take advantage of the benefits and opportunities that we offer our members, which is the advocacy, the engagement, the networking, the training, um, those are the uh, the exposure. Those are uh, why businesses join the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance to be a part of the commerce community, be a part of the business community and engage with other other businesses and other business leaders on areas of interest, opportunity um, and aspirations for those businesses. So and it varies. A membership in the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance it goes from four hundred dollars up to ten thousand dollars. Uh, we have uh, members um, uh, that are um, uh, micro businesses, home home businesses, all the way up to the to Liberty University, uh, the largest businesses in the region. Uh, Liberty, BWXT, Framatone, Centra, Georgia Pacific, Abbott Nutrition. You know, lots of lots of businesses from one person to you know ten thousand people. And businesses uh, like to do business with people they know. They like to engage with people that they uh, know are uh, following and have good ethical standards of policies and procedures. And the the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance is a uh, is a is that we are uh, an association of the business community, and we work on and focus on their ability to grow and be successful. Megan, also looking at your website, uh, there's job postings. Uh, yeah. There's actually one uh, for your company. The Business Alliance is looking for a director of economic development, Foster yeah. Fuels, a great partner in the city, also looking for a multimedia producer. I only say that because that's the ones I'm seeing right now. Yeah. Other jobs and business trends that are growing in this community, what are some of those you're seeing and hearing about right now? Well, right now, the biggest trend uh, or issue that everybody's talking about is workforce. And so we, uh, you know, the Alliance is, is a champion for business. We're a convener uh, of leaders. Um, and so we, on those issues, we convene and, and work to solve those problems or clear those hurdles. So right now, business and industry, everybody's talking about workforce, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a workforce gap, a skills gap, or um or a, a workforce with a particular set of skills, whether it be welding, engineering, and machining. And so what we do is we bring together uh, collaboratively um, uh, individuals and groups who are working in those spaces to try and help clear the hurdles and solve the problems for our existing industries. And that also is important for any industry who's considering relocating to this region. So we work on behalf of the region to solve those problems uh, to make sure we are we are contributing to the success of the businesses that call us home. So one of the trends, workforce is a trend. Um, uh, Childcare is a trend. Um, uh, if you can find the workforce, a lot of time that workforce ends up with a childcare issue, and we have a shortage of childcare in the region. Yeah. Uh, so those are two issues that that we see um, that we're working on. And then from a from a recruitment aspect of recruiting new industry to the region, our biggest hurdle is what we call product. Uh, and product is a pad, is pad ready sites or existing buildings. And when we talk about that, we're talking about recruiting industry. And so we have a shortage, and, and quite frankly, we have a desert of a lack of buildings uh, 100,000 square feet or larger and pad ready sites for 100,000 square feet or larger. We've got a lot of, of industry who comes to us who, who um, we've got a company now that's identified us from Texas. They want to be in this region. We hosted them for a, a site visit. 
Um, they want to be here. They um, they love the region. They love what they saw. They love who they met. They can see themselves here. But could we just find them a different 250,000 square foot building that they could buy and move into? And the answer is no. Um, and so that's one of the big hurdles. And so the, the alliance gets involved in those issues that impact the entire region um, for, for growth and, and success. And whether if that's if that's manufacturing, that the effect of manufacturing jobs generates uh, a lot more spinoff in the service sector, housing, insurance, education. And so those primary jobs are really what we're trying to get here to grow our, uh, our economic base. We're fortunate to have a diversified economic base here. As I've said, everything from nuclear to nutrition. And of course, we're the center of excellence for higher education. But we have to continue to grow that economic base. Question about real estate real quick, Megan. Um, you hear like the last 10 years or so, this area, and maybe you can include uh, Roanoke as well, yeah. uh, incubated from maybe higher housing prices. And so living in this area, cost of living, it's a good place to live. Do yeah. you see that also uh, carry over into the business successes of those businesses that do move in the area. Yeah, the one of the one of the there are a lot of great points when we're talking uh, with companies who are considering relocating here and people who are considering relocating here. You know, our our, our remote workforce is increasing, um, but mm. it's we do we are we are I think nine and a half percent below the uh, the the uh, the national cost of living. So our our money goes uh, farther here. Mm -hmm. than it does in other communities. And that does that has an impact. But there's no doubt right now that in the region we have a housing shortage. There is an opportunity for uh, for home builders and housing. We've seen a huge increase in uh, multifamily housing, but we it is very highly competitive for single family housing at this time. Joined by Megan Lucas with the uh, Lynchburg Business Alliance. Uh, Megan, we've got about nine minutes left. Your website's tremendous. Um, there's a lot of events coming up, and uh, one specific one that uh, do want to get your your take on here is it's it's a women's event coming up. Uh, Emerge Women's Leadership yeah. Summit uh, presented by Lumos coming up on the 24th. What can you tell us about that? Well, we do. Um, you know, I talked about the, the the training and professional development we do as an organization that we provide for the business community. So we have several summits a year. We have the the Emerge Women Summit, which is coming up, and that is a professional development and engaged business development opportunity uh, focused on women in business. And that's a whole uh, a whole day. Really, it's like three quarters of a day event with uh, keynote speakers, breakout sessions. Uh, it's turned, it's one of it, it's a really successful event for the alliance. Attendance to that event is about two hundred to two twenty five. Mm. Um, in addition to the Women's Summit, we have the not the young the Y it's called the YP it's the Level Up Summit, but it's our YP Summit. I get a lot of people will say, "What is a is a YP organization? Why do you all even have a, a young professional organization?" I always say, "Young professionals, we want young professionals to become seasoned professionals in this region, and having an, a vibrant young professionals organization region wide." really helps uh, grow the connectivity uh, that young professionals have in the region so that they want to continue to, to grow professionally and personally and stay in the region. 
So we do the Emerge Women Summit. We do the uh, uh, Level Up YP Summit. That's coming up in November. We also have coming up the Workforce um, and Education Summit. That brings together uh, business and industry and education who are all interested in the state of our current state of our workforce and the opportunities for our workforce and how we're what we're doing to solve some of the problems that companies are experiencing in the workforce sphere. We also have a nonprofit summit that we do in, in the spring as well. So several summits that we do next year, we will host our um, infrastructure and transportation summit. We do that one every couple of years. But those summits bring together subject matter experts uh, to talk to the business community about what whatever the, the, the particular subject is. Also, too, I didn't expect to find trips highlighted on this website. Uh Canada, Tuscany, yeah, uh, England. Yeah. Uh, what are those all about on the website? Well, th- that's old school. And what's funny is at noon, I'm getting on a bus to Ireland. So, um, uh, so okay. Let me tell you the story about that. So years ago, and and I and what I talk about the chamber industry is a sector that is the longest living uh, a business association in the world. It's the it's it's been we the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance was a founder of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. This year we are celebrating 140 years as an organization, leading the business community in the region for 140 years. But but years ago, I'm talking before I even got in the chamber industry, there was this movement for chambers to do travel trips. And uh, and so it's a really an old school throwback. Our organization continues to do guided trips. And um, it just so happens that that today uh, we have a trip to Ireland and the trip sold out. And when the trips sell out, the alliance gets a a complimentary trip. Okay. So when they said there's a comp trip for Ireland, who wants it? As, as as the CEO, I said, you know, I think I might like to take that trip. So today I, uh, I'll get on the bus and with 50 other people from the region and we will go to Dulles and we'll hop on a plane and fly to Ireland and we'll be in Ireland for um, for 10 days. So we do those trips. Um, when when I get to go on the trips, I connect them with companies. So while I'm there, um, I have a few meetings set up with some companies who have an interest in expanding to the United States. And I'll talk to them about potentially, you know, c- about considering our region as a place to grow. But those trips you see are exactly what they are. Um, and and they are not um, related to the mission of our organization, which we laugh about and we sort of, a lot of chambers have gotten rid of their trips, but if you can connect them to the mission, then it makes sense. Um, and so by me going on this trip, it's a little bit connected to the mission because I'm engaging with some businesses. Well, it's uh, it's fitting that we had you on here today. Yeah. I did not know you were going to Ireland here in mere minutes. So yep, mere uh, wrapping things up with Megan That's Lucas. That's how important you are and this show to the community and the region. Well, thank you. And I hope if we can get tagged uh, within the Alliance, more people will listen to it and uh, say, hey, I would like to be on this podcast, talk about my my business. And and we do have an email address uh, that people can uh, uh, foster different ideas for the show and uh, look forward to growing it as well. Uh, Final thought here, Megan, anything that maybe we haven't talked about? There's there's coaching, there's uh, entrepreneurial information that you guys provide. Anything you want to touch yeah. on to highlight the Business Alliance uh, yeah, that maybe we haven't talked about? I want to give you a couple of things. First of all, we have two websites. Um, yes, Lynchburg Reg- uh, LynchburgRegion.org, which is the organizational website. 
But remember, the other side of our house is economic development. And we have a thriving economic development partnership with our localities. So Bedford County, Amherst County, um, uh, Campbell County, the city of Lynchburg, the town of Alta Vista, the town of Amherst, and the town of Appomattox are all economic development partners. And together we work to grow and sustain the industry that call us home. When we go out and recruit companies to this region, we use uh, we send them to the yeslynchburgregion.org website. And that's the economic development specific website. When, when a company is looking to grow or expand, when a site consultant is doing research for a company, they need to go to a website that gives them just the facts about a community. And so that Yes Lynchburg Region website is a site selector economic development specific website. And it talks about the available sites and buildings in the region. It talks about incentives that are available to companies that are considering coming to this region or growing in this region. It gives the demographics of the region and allows people to drill down. Um, what it doesn't do is it doesn't have other functions and events and parades and that sort of thing, because that that can be distracting to a site consultant or a, an analyst who's trying to research why this is a good region for them to do business. So I encourage your listeners to, to see the economic development website that's yeslynchburgregion.org. We work with the local economic developers on a regular basis. We've got great, we have a great partnership, as I said, with our municipalities, um, the city of Lynchburg, Bedford, Campbell, Amherst, Appomattox, um, and Alta Vista and Amherst and, and Appomattox again. So really uh, on the economic development side of the house, we work diligently and are proud of that partnership. Additionally, this year we've stood up the Center for Entrepreneurship here in the building. And the Center for Entrepreneurship is for that uh, any individual, member or non-member, it doesn't matter. But if you're thinking about starting a business, if you're if you're if you've bought a business and you don't know what you've gotten into, um, if you've had a business for a couple of years and need some advice, it's free counseling and advice available for here uh, for you here at the Alliance. And we have subject matter experts that can help you with that. So any kind of business, uh, what large or small, as I said, uh, muffins to manufacturing, we have the skill sets and expertise to help businesses um, get off the ground, sustain growth, and uh, and when the time is right, help them make that succession plan. We are a nonprofit organization, so we're not uh, we're, we're not a government entity. A lot of people think, oh, I the, we work for the city or we work for the county. We are partners with our localities, but the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance is a 501c6 organization. And we are membership driven. And um, so that's why we have, you know, 850 members representing more than 55,000 employees throughout the region. And, and we couldn't be, be more proud of this amazing community. And, and thanks so much, Alan, for having me on today. She's Megan Lucas with the Lynchburg Business Alliance. Megan, have a good trip. And so uh, thank you for the insight here today. I know our listeners uh, will learn, learn a lot about what you do and uh, the impact the Business Alliance has in the Lynchburg area. Thanks for being amazing. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hill City Highlights podcast. Have an idea for future shows? Email our team at hillcitypod at gmail.com. And join us each week for another episode of the Hill City Highlights podcast.